0: You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalik. Thanks, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 17, Two Sisters, Part One. I recently had breakfast with a pastor friend who retired last year, a very young 70 year old guy who is now off doing other meaningful things with his life. Well, among other things, Mike and I talked about the transition he led his congregation through to prepare for his passing the baton on to the next generation of leadership at his church. He talked about the importance of the older generation discipling and mentoring the younger crowd. Mike said, I encourage people my age to, quote, adopt a millennial. I really like that phrase, adopt a millennial. He encouraged the baby boomer generation to get to know those coming up behind them and to make a positive impact in their life. What a great relationship concept. In today's show, I interview two people from this younger generation, Two sisters in their 20s, Hannah and Abby Barbeau, to learn what we can from them as to what life is like for their age group, especially in the area of relationships, both with each other as siblings and with their peers. So here we go. I think you're going to find this interesting. The reason I wanted to get together with Abby and Hannah is because they have a blog that really intrigued me, and it's called Shifting Shadows. Shifting Shadows. And what is the tagline? Something about two sisters, one?
1: Yep, two sisters, one city transitioning side by side.
0: Okay, can you tell us how you how you came upon that idea and what the purpose is and all of that?
1: Yeah, so we started Shifting Shadows. The idea for Shifting Shadows... Um, began when about two years ago when we were both seniors. So I was a senior in high school um, and Hannah was a senior in college. And we had a lot of conversations about our transition and um, we kept noticing how we were experiencing the same thing. So Hannah would be talking about a decision of where she was going to live next year. And I would be talking about my decision of which School, I was going to go to. And we just kept realizing that even though we were in different stages and we were six years apart, that we were experiencing very similar feelings. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. So,
0: so, Abby, how old are you now?
1: I am 20 and I'm a sophomore at uh, DePaul University in Chicago. Uh huh.
0: And what are you majoring in?
2: Uh, public relations.
0: Public relations, okay. Yeah. And Hannah, how old are you now?
2: I am 26, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a social worker at a community mental health center.
0: Well, good. Well, I, I, I'm really curious to know, and I think our listeners would would like to know, just about your relationship. You seem to have a very tight relationship, which is, I think, unusual, unusually close. And I'm wondering, was was it always like that? Were you like that growing up? Did things change, or how how is that? How's that developed
1: yeah, so we our relationship in the early years started out as just two sisters, you know, you know cat fighting and all that stuff. I was very young i'm six years younger than Hannah, um, so I think there was a moment I was again very young, probably like third or fourth grade in elementary school, and there was kind of this moment that I saw a change in Hannah and hmm. Hannah. I believe, made the decision that was like, I want to be Hannah's friend, or I want to be Abby's friend. Um, and I think... So
0: your older sister wanted to be...
1: My friend. Your friend
0: who was six years younger.
1: Yes. and And I think that was the moment where it kind of, our relationship changed from being sisters to being friends and eventually best friends and it was from that moment that hannah was like i'm going to be a friend to abby that i was like i'm going to be a friend to hannah and so it's it's all about being intentional um and making that decision i'm going to do this Hmm. um and it really worked out yeah
0: do you remember that hannah
2: I do remember that. Um, I don't necessarily remember the reason as to why I chose that, but I do remember making that intentional choice uh, to to just really start to pursue a relationship. And I feel like it's that choice that comes first, and then you know, all you discover, you know, everything that you have in common or differences, and how much you really can connect. Uh, but to get to that point you know, there has to be some intention, intentionality mm-hmm. behind it. Do,
0: do you remember, I know it's a long time ago, do you remember what prompted you to make that choice?
2: Uh, I really don't, Okay,
0: know. That's okay, yeah, it's okay. And, and I know you have a, another sister, uh, Emily, who's kind of, a, she's in the middle, right?
1: She is actually older,
0: oh she is, yeah. oh, I see okay,
1: so she's eight years older than uh-huh. me and two years older than Hannah, oh yeah,
0: so what was it uh tell me how tell me how you're similar and how you're different in your relationship
1: yeah i I can take that one um Hannah and I are very similar in that we we do we Enjoy some of the very same things, um, and sometimes our mental processes can be similar. Um, but I think where we differ is uh, Hannah is a, is very um, emotional and and very communicative, um, and I tend to be a little bit more guarded and and I don't like being vulnerable. Um, so it's I think it's actually a good balance because Hannah. You know, gets me emotional, but then I can also be very straightforward with her, um, and sometimes I can, you know, clean things up a little <laughs> bit if that makes sense. So it's a, it's a good balance because we're not always all emotional all the time, but we we do um, know how to be vulnerable uh-huh. with each other. So uh-huh. I think that's been really helpful for us.
0: What do you like about each other? <laughs> Um, They're struggling right now to come up with something, I can tell. I <laughs> know.
2: <laughs> uh, like Abby said, I think that she helps to keep me grounded in a lot of ways. Um, <clears throat> she helps me to not take life so seriously. Hmm. And so I can very much so be carrying around the burdens of the world. And she, with her, you know, humor will lighten things up. Mm-hmm. I think Abby is very funny, um, but there really is, as much as we say, you know, she, you know, has kind of a humor and a lightheartedness, there really is, like, a deep compassion for other people, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's, like, something that we have in common. I think that I maybe wear mine on my sleeve a little bit more, but there really is that, like, Mm -hmm. uh, similar heart, uh. at the the bottom of everything. It's been really fun. Like we kind of said, Abby was maybe in third grade when our relationship really started, and I was in eighth grade, and so we've seen each other through a lot of years and a lot of different seasons, a lot of changes, and it's been fun. You know, as I was in my 20s, Abby was in high school, and now she's in college, and I've seen her really develop into the woman that she is today. (laughs) I sound like a mom. (laughs) But it's been really fun because I think that she's really found her voice and she has a strength that I did not see that she had as a child necessarily. And so I think that she's become strong and opinionated, but in a really good way, in a way that she will really advocate for a lot of people Mm -hmm. in her future.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I, I think Hannah just has a heart for caring for others. Like she, she, I mean, just look at her job. I mean, like I, she tells me stories about her job all the time. And I just repeatedly am amazed by how much she can deal with because she just loves others and she's um, able to invest in others. And I think every single one, every single person who's in a relationship, a friendship with Hannah, like, feels like they're being seen, um, and, and that's why she's going to make a great, um, you know, therapist, counselor, whatever, mm-hmm. um, in her future.
0: I see, yeah. yeah. Hannah, you mentioned that you've been through different seasons with your sister, some some really good times and some difficult times. Can you, can either of you recall a, a real difficult time that you went went through together, and how how your relationship worked during that particular time?
2: Yeah, I can speak to that. I think that my freshman and sophomore year of college, after I had graduated high school, um, were extremely difficult. Mm. Uh, I was just (laughs) going through a lot of transition, um, really trying to find my place in the world, experiencing things for the first time and was really, really lost, kind of with, you know, upon retrospect, I would say, you know, bouts of depression and anxiety. And uh Abby was really my only support system. Uh but at that time she was I was in seventh and eighth grade. Seventh and eighth grade when I was Wow. Yeah. And so I remember, you know, uh calling her and tears, <laughs> many nights. And hmm. uh, I i found that she carried me through those difficult times. Um, but after I had kind of uh, moved on from the place that I was in and had to get help and really uh, find myself again and really Um, become grounded. I kind of returned to my family and my faith, started to go see a therapist. Uh, It was a really big transition. But once I made that big transition, I really had to apologize for how much I had put um, on somebody who was so young. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, really... Really just acknowledge that uh, she could not have been my only support system. And uh, I, I, in a lot, in most of my ways, I acted really selfishly because I had so many needs that I really put it all on her to meet those needs Mm. um, from mine, which was uh, unrealistic considering her age and the distance and, you know, even... It was too much for one person to bear.
0: Yeah. What was it about Abby that drew her to or that drew you to her during that really difficult time, rather than rather than a peer, rather than someone your own age?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we had been together for so long. <laughs> we had, you know, really known the ins and outs of people, and I think that this is the beauty of siblings who can become friends, uh. is you know each other in a scary way. And we, we've joked about this, where Abby will bring up stories of my past, like the moments I like am not proud of, and she'll remember them. And none of my friends have ever heard those stories, and she'll bring them up in a joking way or in a serious way. And I'll have these moments of, you know me in and out and out and in I mean it is uh the the intimacy um of the friendship is just naturally so much deeper because you know each other's you know g- growing up you know life yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. well I, I but I I think that whole situation definitely told us that like like being very close doesn't mean, doesn't always mean putting all your burdens on one person. And you can still be incredibly close. And like, I always say that, like, Hannah's my person. That's what I refer to her as. Mm-hmm. But that still requires boundaries. And that still requires, um, that still means that you, um, have to share things with other people, and so that 's kind of a lesson that we've both taken is that it's okay to have other people. I have really great friends, Hannah has amazing friends we have our parents um, we have our, our our other sister you know there's other people in our lives that we can share our burdens with, and it can't it can't be just one person mm-hmm. and I think We've we've just grown exponentially because of that, and grown closer because of that. Mm. Um, and I think that's really important yeah. to remember.
0: Yeah, I know you share the same parents, obviously, but do you share the same friends? Are are your friends different?
1: Our friends are different. Yeah, mm. um, I I love her roommate, and I love I love all her friends, and I see her friends. Um, you know, around, but like, yeah. Um, yeah, I have my own friend group that
2: you know, people from college, and um, my best friend is still in high school, so
0: uh-huh.
2: yeah. It's funny how, uh, although we are so close and we feel so involved in each other's lives, we really do live very separate lives, mm. <laughs> and so it's it's almost like for the first you know 15 years of our life everything was the same you know i mean we would go to different schools but you know our home life was relatively the same but uh now it feels like uh we really do live separate lives but we still manage to uh remain pretty connected
0: mhm mhm hmm. i'm i'm curious about uh what your parents what your parents did to foster your relationship, is there anything that they, they did? I think that's that's something that 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 people my age and even younger who have adult children think about every now and then. What can I do to foster a relationship with my own young adult children with each other? Have your parents been intentional? Have they done anything to to uh, enhance your relationship with each other?
1: You know, I I, I don't. What am I trying to say? Um, Our parents definitely created, like, a healthy home life where um, especially, like, our mom was very communicative with us um, and loved us, and I think that, you know, when you have that love from your parents, it's very valuable for loving everyone else. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I don't think there's anything really specific that they did. Um, You know, I don't think they were... Mm. um, intentional about making us very close i think that was a pretty independent effort but just kind of creating a household of love and respect um, is incredibly important in fostering relationships okay
0: what what advice would you have to people your age who want to have a close relationship with their siblings but don't any suggestions for for people in that situation
2: I guess I would like to speak to people who have really um, tried uh, and have like been intentional about um, creating that relationship. I think that at some point it really has to go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so both people really need to want it and invest. Mm. Um, I think that I've grown over the years of really trying to lay down what I want in relationship and really uphold what the other person wants or is comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so if that means, you know, slowing things down and really getting to know them, you know, then that's what you have to do. If that means meeting them where they're at, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you need to do. It's... um it's it's really about laying down your ideal and I think that we all do have hopes and dreams for what a sibling relationship could be, you know, and but that that differs yeah. between everybody and those expectations. Yeah. And so if you want a real relationship then it's it it may for you be laying down. Oh, I want everyone to come over every Christmas, and we're all gonna cook together, and then we're all gonna you know share laughs together. It might just be I'm gonna show up mm-hmm. um, when they're in pain, or I'm gonna show up when you know uh, they need to move. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, things yeah. like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Just going off of that, like I believe love is sacrifice. So I would ask anyone who wants to get closer like what are you going to sacrifice for the other person yeah. like is it time is it emotional energy it's got to be something like love is
2: laying down yourself yeah. for another person yeah. 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 and maybe I didn't speak to this enough but it takes it takes a choice and it takes mm-hmm. effort and so your life will and and this speaks also to the sacrifice it's it's not just going to come naturally. Uh, like we talked about earlier, I made a choice yeah. to really befriend Abby despite the age gap mm-hmm. of six years. And I, we both continue to make that choice and hmm. that sacrifice. It's Our relationship is not naturally close. I mean, relationships need to be fostered. Yeah. And I remember at several points in our relationship, we had to talk about our relationship and say, how is this going? How can we become closer? Do you feel, you know, do you feel heard? Do you feel loved? How, how, how do you feel loved by the other person? How do you feel close? And that's kind of different for both of us. And so we've really had to step into each other's, you know, step into making the other person feel heard and understood. And so with you know, with initiating um, a relationship with a sibling, you're really going to have to just make that intentional choice and yeah. know that your life is going to be a bit different.
0: Yeah, I like I like how you phrase that. How you you kind of every now and then would uh, debrief about your relationship and and look at it in terms of well, well, how could we make it better? What could we what could we do differently? How do we how do we love each other differently? You you mentioned uh, just a minute ago about. Um, something about that whole idea of love and how uh, what speaks love to Abby may not speak love to you. How can you can you both talk about that and your your, your different love languages? Uh, mm-hmm. familiar, I assume you're familiar with that concept. Yes. Yeah.
2: So I think that we've had to have many conversations because my the way that I feel most connected and loved is through. Deep conversation. <laughs> and so, kind of the bearing your soul, um, uh huh. Yeah. Soul to soul connection, I would say, really fires me up. Yeah. And for Abby, as said earlier, she is very resistant to that. Yeah. Um, I more appreciate time spent together, you know, uh huh. Just together, you know, I would say.
0: Yeah.
2: And, so, and so, I remember. The way that this was best or the manifested the best was whenever we would drive in the car, Abby would immediately turn on the radio, and I would be really hurt by it because I was like, so I would turn it off and I would always say, "Can't we just talk?" Yeah, And the classic line from Abby I would turn it off and turn to her and go, "What do you want to talk about?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like. What do you mean, what do we want to talk about? I just want to talk yeah. just about anything naturally. But I've had to come to learn that kicking on the radio, maybe singing a few songs together, just having that very casual atmosphere of just doing life together side by side. Every moment doesn't have to be the moment. It can just be living life.
0: You yeah. know,
2: I, I need to be more open to, you know, uh, those casual moments of yeah. just yeah. having fun,
1: and I've had to be—I've had to open my heart up a little bit, and and I'm still working on how to be emotionally honest, especially with her, um, and just be, yeah, being open with my feelings and communicating that, and having those soul-to-soul moments, you yeah. know. And it's a work in progress. Everything's
2: a work in progress. Sure. So, another thing we've kind of had to work through which kind of shows our personality differences, is I'm always wanting to, like, do things. And so I'm always, like... You know, when we have a day together, I'm like, let's go shopping. Let's go out and get a cup of coffee. Let's, you know... Uh, I'm very, like, activity-oriented or kind of wanting to have fun. And Abby is more of a homebody. Mm-hmm. And so she's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, can't we just stay in? Watch a movie. Like, do what? do pizza. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and so we've also had to kind of... Uh, play a, you know, balance, balance. that out in our relationship.
0: Yeah yeah. 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 Oh, this is fascinating. <laughs> We're going to take a pause here and pick up the rest of the interview next week. There are a number of things I've learned so far from Hannah and Abby and their relationship as sisters that we can apply to most other relationships. One of the most obvious to me is that close, intimate relationships are possible across generations. Hannah was 26 when we recorded this late last year, born in 1992, which makes her a millennial. Abby, however, as a 20-year-old born in 1998, is part of Generation Z. You know, there are distinct differences between these two age groups. And then we see with Hannah and Abby differences in their personalities. Hannah describes herself as being more emotional and wanting to be active and to do things. Abby describes herself as being more guarded and more of a homebody. But none of these differences keep them apart. In fact, the differences enhance their relationship, and they bring out the best in each other. A second thing I learned is their closeness as sisters was born and grew out of a loving family life. It was Abby who said, love from your parents helps you to love others. What a great encouragement to parents, that they can impact the world through loving well their own children. A child who is loved will eventually love others well because they saw it modeled growing up. Regarding love, they both talked about the importance of sacrificing one's desires and preferences in order to stay connected with the other person in the relationship. They talked about how at times we need to change in order to stay connected with each other. They both talk about the relationships being intentional and that it was a choice they made to form a closeness with each other. And that closeness has to be nurtured. And finally, I take away from the story of Abby and Hannah's relationship thus far, is that it's helpful from time to time to evaluate our relationship and to ask the other person something along the lines of, you know, is this still working for you? Is is there anything I can do or be for you that will help us stay connected? Before I close, here's the main takeaway from today's episode, our show in a sentence. No matter how different we are, we can have a close relationship with someone if we're both intentional about sacrificing our preferences for the sake of the relationship. Here's one way you can respond to today's show. Set a time and place to have a conversation with someone with whom you're in relationship and ask, Are we doing okay in our relationship? Is there something you'd like from me that maybe you're not getting? What can I do to make our relationship the best it can be? Well, coming up next week, we will finish our interview and discussion with Hannah and Abby Barbeau. You'll hear their view of the church as a millennial and Generation Z, along with their thoughts on relating to older generations like Gen Xers and baby boomers like me. They'll also share their take on missionaries overseas with their young adult kids back in the States, and then also what millennials and Generation Z need from their parents now. It's quite interesting. I think you're going to enjoy it. Well, this brings us to our quote of the week, and Carol said we should go with something that Abby said earlier in today's show, something that impressed her and and me as well, and that is this, love from your parents helps you to love others. Love from Your Parents Helps You to Love Others, from Abby Barbeau. Well, that's it for today. I hope you found it interesting to hear from two sisters in their 20s. If you did, I'd appreciate you referring this podcast onto someone you know. Leaving a review in iTunes would also be appreciated. Until next time, make the world a better place by transforming your relationships into the best they can be. Bye for now.